Ladies and gentlemen, I come to you today for this episode of Gone Gold as we perform an exercise, a big event to bring back the man who's been missing. He's in the witness protection program. We need to recall upon him. His name's Cassidy Sargent. We need to bring him back. Now, I need all the members of Gone Gold. Sam Atherton, please take my hand. It's held. Sam, we're the only ones here, so we're going to have to work extra hard okay. to call back Cassidy. On the count, when I say three, I need you to give me your best hey, Cassidy. I'm ready. One, two, three. Hey, hey Cassidy. Cassidy Sergeant. Sergeant. Uh, hey, Andrew Street. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. He's out of the Witness Protection Program. He's here for Gone Gold, the goldest podcast on the internet. That boy's been deployed. He took the parachute down. He's here. He's back in good old America. Cassidy. I am great. I have been on assignment playing games I can't talk about because they haven't been announced yet or even conceived of. Oh, he's under NDA. He's under that strict Fortnite NDA. Cassie, a lot of Fortnite in Japan. Oh, it's everywhere. You know Default? He's huge there. He's I huge know. there. Oh, he's that blonde <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, man. He's the blonde. You are so Default. That's you know his that? Name? Me? That's his name, Default? I mean, that's what I always called him. I think that's what the kids say. Is he going to wow. be in Smash? If, yes. if Fortnite guy default skin is in Smash, then I think we ended all. <laughs> Gamers have gone too far. Gamers have gone too far. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 50 of Gone Gold. <laughs> uh, we got a full cast here, starting with, you heard him there, the ones, the only cast. Hello, Sergeant. happy to be back. Joining us also, my member in Ritual, Sam Atherton. Sabrina, the teenage Gone Gold. Oh, you watching Sabrina? No, that show sucks. Damn. Oh my god, how to be how to be fucking wrong. This kid watches what the what's the name of that Archie show? Riverdale. 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 He's watching Riverdale, but he's gonna tell me Sabrina sucks. Get out of here. I mean the first season of Riverdale was pretty was pretty good, you know. I, I have no doubt that I would love it, but I haven't seen it and I love Sabrina. So Are you on to the second it. season? I uh, yeah, okay. I finished it. I I might have some spoiler questions off air for you. Okay, we can talk. We can discuss. Uh, Andy, I am going like to go back and watch it eventually. Sex. But right now I'm in the thick of uh, Game of Thrones. I'm almost Dude, done. it's like Little Little Witch Academia, but with edgy sexual overtones. Yeah, I don't get it. They're like 16 and they're like, oh, I'm going to fuck the devil. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, it's a little weird about fuck that. Fuck me, Satan. I don't get it. That we're going to chop that audio out. Use that for a couple of different things. <laughs> I mean that it's pretty true oh. to my high school experience though. Mm. It does remind me of mine mm-hmm. a little bit too. New Jersey is a little bit like uh Greendale, which is a few miles away from Riverdale, I think. Yeah, I think can what is it? Canalonically. <laughs> they're uh, they exist they're in the same, the same place. Canalonically. So now wait, is Archie in Riverdale? Yes. It's Archie and Betty and Veronica and Jughead and the whole the whole Archie gang. But it looks dark. Is there monsters in that show? Not in the only first the real, season. Only the real people are the monsters. Well, 
that's you know the 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 so real the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, there is no supernatural elements. Okay, that's show. what I was curious about. But there's some shit. There's some shit. Okay. There's some real fuckery going on. I might on. start this. I might start this. Andy, I think you like think... it. You would definitely like Riverdale. You like Is Hunky it on Teens? Netflix? Yeah, it's on Riverdale. I love Hunky Teens. Okay. I need to know as soon as you have made a decision whether you're a Betty or a Veronica. And I need to know as soon as you've made a decision whether you're in or out on Jughead. Okay. These are hard decisions. And it's I one gotta... of the Sprouse guys. So, you know, you're in there. Sweet Life. Like Sweet Sweet Life is that correct? Cody? Wow, he's joking. Show... But now twenty Where's the show been in my whole twenty life? years later, as a thirty year old, he's an edgy teen. Mm. Okay, mm. is Mister Mosby in it? Yes, we he is uh, Jughead's father. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. This is all coming together yeah. now. Oh man, I, if they made a Sabrina. Actually, I'm sure they have a Sabrina the Teenage Witch game based off the hit live-action sitcom. But if they made a Sabrina Chilling Adventures Sabrina video game, I'd play that. You play as Salem, the cat. Mm. What's, the, what's the gameplay like? Give me a give me an uh, equivalent. It's, it's a 2.5D platformer okay. in the style of Shantae. <laughs> okay. I, can, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. It's being built in front of my brain. That's how video games are going to be made in 20 years. You're just going to say one part, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, one part Shantae. We're going to press 3D print and the code's going to come out. Now, here's the thing you don't know is that how I just pitched you. I have a resume where I apply to game studios as the idea. Yes. <laughs> and so I... I, like I put I like together it. the ideas and I say, this is what we're going to make. And then the coders, you know, they go away and they, they make it. And then I say, yep, this looks like what now I want. Where's my so producer credit? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Speaking of video games, we play those. We do. Cassidy, yes. you've been trying. I have been. You've been playing anything while you've traveled? Uh, I've been playing Sekiro uh, here at home, uh, which is excellent. Uh, very different than than the other Souls games. I'm sure we've talked about it on the show, so I won't spend too much time, but I am enjoying it. Uh, and then during my travels, uh, when I have decided not to play Smash, because I still think Smash is like a really fucking fun plane game. I just roll up verses and I just play against the bots and the hours melt away. But... I did dive into Baba Is You, uh, which is a little $15 puzzle game for Nintendo Switch. If you are not familiar with it at all, basically it, it, it looks like a little hand-drawn, uh, like single plane, one screen. And the rules of the world are like written directly in the game. So Baba Is You, Baba is like a little sheep, and it will say Baba Is You. And that means you control Baba. And then it might say, like, rock is push. And that means that when you push up against a rock, you can push it along. Lava is melt, etc., etc. And so it kind of, like, builds the, uh, the rules of the game right there in the game. What's neat and what's unique about the game is you can move those elements around. So if you don't, if you have Baba is you and rock is push, you can rearrange those to be rock is you. 
and then you would control the rock and you can kind of get through the puzzles like that. So uh, I have found it to be extremely challenging. I am not good at the game. I think I'm in like the second little mini world of levels. And I, if I had to bet, there's probably five or six. Uh, and I am about at my intelligence limit. Um, so I'm enjoying my time with it. It is coming up with new and unique ways to kind of twist the world and, and, and twist your expectations. Um, but it is tough. Uh, totally worth it for 15 bucks. In my opinion, I love a good puzzle game. Um, check out a video. You'll understand what the game is in about five seconds and determine if that's for you or not. But I, I'm definitely enjoying my time with it and, and will be getting back to it for sure. I heard it fucking goes places. I have also heard that because uh, there is like an overworld map and it seems like that is not what it seems. And I think that the level to which you can kind of play with the rules uh, is is deeper than than maybe you might think. Uh, so, yeah. Excited to see more. Interesting. I feel like there's so many games coming for Switch. Like, I want that. But then there's Cuphead, yep. Box Boy, yep. the Smash update. Sure. Like, there's a list just continues to grow. And I got to get back to Sekiro. Nintendo Switch, a heck of a system, you know? Yeah, Nintendo does what uh, Elmer Gordado won't. Ladies and gentlemen... Ladies and gentlemen, I know you are about to turn this boring-ass podcast off, but don't worry. I'm fucking here. Baba, is you, this not a real fucking game? Let's talk about some fucking Call of Duty, boys. Can we play copyrighted music in the in the stream? What stream? It's never stopped us before. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. So, uh... Fucking Randy Savage here. Randy Pitchford. Oh, got him. Oh, okay. Go play fucking Gaga's You, fucking loser. So, um, <laughs> how we doing, ladies and gentlemen? The show has officially begun, and uh, I'd like to bring on a very special guest to the show. Uh, I made this happen. My friend, one of the best people I know, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Robert Mecky. Robert, somebody Thunder. say something. I want to. I want to play this intro out. That's as far as his thought. This is the end of his plan. <laughs> Quick, before you get copyright strike. That happened Thank a long time ago. Ah, fuck! Finally, <laughs> we can start the show. How you doing, Robbie? Oh, it's good to be back. Thanks for having oh, me on fucking again. Finally, yeah, you're welcome, man. I made this happen. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. You know. Yeah. This fucking nerd started early. What a bunch of fucking losers. It's always cool to show up late to a party. Oh, man, it's the only way to show up to a party. Am I right, boys? Yeah, I'm about to take my shirt off. Hell yeah. <laughs> you don't even have a shirt on. So I just got home from work, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, I'm sorry I had to leave you alone with these fucking clowns. Oh, uh, what a gag. Well, it's been really great being back on the show. Um, I don't think I'm going to come back. Uh, yeah, maybe you should have stayed sick, boy. Hmm. Got Hold on, let me take my sunglasses off. I'm back, guys. What happened? I, I don't know who that was. What happened to you while I was gone? <laughs> I, I don't know who that was. The sunglasses are off, it. dude. You know how much Sam struggled to to summon Cassidy back here. 
Yeah, I mean, Andrew I, and I, I had to do a, a seance by ourselves. I yeah, let you ever watch Sabrina? The show. What are you talking about? This is like your show imagine... now? <laughs> I let you be on this show. What are you talking about? Cass, Cassidy said I was the boss this week. Last week, I told him he was on timeout, and that's why he wasn't on the show. God, I like to imagine that the summoning sequence for Cassidy is just like a pentagram with a giant jar of Miracle Lip in the center. Hmm. I mean, he has the, 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 all the accessories yeah, needed. For I have that. I have those materials, those dark materials. <laughs> now, a couple months ago, Speaking maybe over Sabrina. two years ago, I sent you a gallon of Miracle Whip. Where, where in your home is that right It is now? in my kitchen, actively. Uh, is it open? In the off chance that I need to use it in an emergency. In the off chance that you need a gallon of Miracle Whip. You never know. You never know. Yeah, shit gets wild out of Dude, it's 2019. Things are, things are getting fucking crazy. Uh, we ready to talk about some real games? I mean, Baba's You is a real game. It's great. I'm enjoying it a lot. Stop making games up, dude. Why do you love- hate all of the games that a- that people actually like? Like, what what's wrong with you? Why are you You're such a hater now? You're making things up. You're making things. Why up. are you such a hater now? What happened? Oh my we want to talk about how good Sekiro is. That's not okay. We want to talk about how good Kingdom Hearts is. That's not okay. We want to okay, talk about a game that you've never even good- heard of called Baba is You. That's not okay. What can, what can we, we talk can about? We can talk about Kingdom Hearts being good. Days Gone. Okay, yeah, let's talk about Days Gone, you guys. Let's talk about that groundbreaking title. Ooh. Oh, yeah, talk to me about <laughs> Back, fucking finding Olaf's nose, you fucking clown. If you wanted to fucking hunt for a fucking carrot, I would have just recommended Stardew Valley. That's another good game. Yeah, that's a it's good okay game. It's okay for multiple game. games to be good. No, no. One at a time, maybe. Never happened. One at a time. Let me tell you guys about a good game called uh, Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion. That's not real. That that fucking trailer was Peggy 18. <laughs> or it should have been, because that shit was too too much. Elmer's just a pedophile. Uh, this I'm game like... <laughs> is very good. <laughs> what's, the, what's the name is of the grandpa <laughs> in this? Because uh, it's a great Iso name. Padre. Iso Padre? No, Iso... No, Isopadre is the isopod uh, that you give like your your bits to. Is that that's not um, the grandpa? No, the grandpa's name is like uh, it's like a war thing. Captain Ahab. Um, <laughs> Captain, it's Captain Captain Cuttlefish. Captain Cuttlefish, yeah. Is the old Put Captain name. Cuttlefish in Smash. I I'd be so fucking up for that. Put Isopadre in yeah, Smash, please. <laughs> So, dude, speaking of, okay, the Octo expansion, I just finally bought it. It's a story mode, a campaign for Splatoon 2. It's incredible. It's so much fucking fun to play. There's a narrative there. It's, like, creepy and weird. The music's incredible. It's a lot of fucking fun. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's better than any of the single-player campaign they've ever put in Splatoon ever. Um, Can I play this without the base game? Okay. No. You have to own the base that game. That makes sense. Um... But Nintendo just updated the Switch to, I think, like 3.0 or 8.0 of firmware. And they added uh, new account avatars. Sweet. Including Cap- including Captain Cuttlefish. But it's Isopadre. But no, no Isopadre. That was the first thing I looked for. Yeah. And that's fucking bullshit. Oh, Nintendo's on a downhill slide ever since Reggie left. I know. I feel like the memes have gotten worse. Like, no isopod memes in the account. Yeah, Animal Crossing's not coming out in 2019 anymore. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. Dude, it's all I don't believe home. this. I went to the breaking news. Animal Crossing got released off the Coming Soon page. 
But so Luigi's Mansion 2 isn't there either. And so there's a bunch of games that are slated for 2019 not there. So they're... So I don't think this is I don't think this is kosher. I also think it would not be remotely surprising if Luigi Mansion was also not coming down in 2019. I bet you I uh, feel like Doug so, Bowser. What's that? I was just gonna say I think it's weird. It would be weird for them to delay multiple, like three games. Tell me how. Three tell me why that games. would be weird, Andrew. Th- what do they have left besides Pokemon for the rest of the year? Then that's all tell they, me that's what all else they, they need. need. Yeah, they got Pokemon. I just don't baby. think. I don't think. I mean, all they released in 2018 games. was Smash Bros. Yeah, it's a fact. That's He's got true. you. Kirby. Checkmate. I bet you Doug Bowser yeah, sold yeah. Nintendo to Microsoft. That was like the first thing he did as he came in. Yeah, he just signed the papers over. Yeah. I mean, he's American, so. The Microsoft Switch. Uh, Sammy, what have you been playing? So, last week, I, I complained about the Humble Bundle games and how they were kind of dumb. And uh, I raffled off one on the show. Hopefully someone got that. If not, listen to last week's and get a free game. Uh, but I've decided that every week, I'm going to go to my Humble codes, and I'm going to just download one game. Like, randomly. See what happens. Gonna play it. Uh, And this week, I picked Steel Rats. And uh, Steel Rats is a 2.5D action arcade platformer where you play as a motorcycle driver. And uh, the controls, not very good. You uh, control the motorcycle, and you, uh, like, you use up and down to, like, like level yourself on the like on the street or whatever uh it's a little weird and then i got to the very end of the first level and i did a little backflip and died and then it basically broke the game and i had to restart the level because uh, i was going up in an elevator and uh, when i died the elevator did not reset uh and uh i got to a part where i was fighting some big robots and i was like nope this game's not for me so uh sorry steel rats you don't make the cut. Steel Rats, not a very good name. Yeah. Remember Finger Rats? Remember Bad Rats? Yeah, boy. What's a Finger Rat? You don't know what a Finger Rat is? It might be a Finger I- Mice or a Mouse, but they're all the same. There's those little rings you put on your fingers that have, like, lights, and you use them to make a rave at home. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know that's what they were called. They totally might not yeah. be called that. Finger mouse pointer. No, I I think you might be right. Yeah, I'm I, actually I actually maybe. I don't know what I expected by just typing in finger mouse pointer and just getting <laughs> mouse pointers. You could have could have been much worse. I'll tell you that much, buddy. You remember Chinese um, finger traps? Sam, what you been playing? <laughs> Steel rats. All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Elmer, what you been playing? Looks, oh, thank you, Robert. Wow, finally someone's fucking hosting the show. I got you. Thanks, Daddy-o. So, uh, I got two, uh, two games I've been playing. One, uh, I just went deeper into, which was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 Remastered. Mm. It was a PS Plus exclusive, or not exclusive, a uh, fucking giveaway. Maybe, like, last month, two months ago. And I started it just hoping to get to the fucking, uh, uh, ghillie suit mission. It's, which I, I, I realized is called All Gillied Up, which is a great name. And, uh... I just kind of grinded, you know, up until that point. 
And a very interesting uh, experience playing that game now. Uh, a couple of just cliff notes. All the, like, uh, super duper 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 linear sections of that game, great. Hold up and play as well as, like, you know, like a, a modern equivalent would be, like, maybe a Doom where it's just, like, legit a good FPS, which is rare now. Um, maybe not rare, but you know what I mean. Campaign FPS. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, legit good. All those hand-holding missions with fucking Captain Price and Soap and fucking McTavish. Soap and McTavish might be the same person. Uh, they are the same person. Okay. Um, but, yeah, all that shit's, like, still really good, especially because most of the missions with Price are, like, semi-stealth, so they're, like, hella scripted. Um, and if you just tell do what he tells you to do, like, you get great moments and they still totally work and... It's crazy how much, maybe it's like nostalgia and maybe it's like uh, muscle memory, but that game feels good still. I'll say that. Is like that it looks where good. you the... kill all the people? No, no, no. That's Modern Warfare 2 and you're talking about No Russia. I never played mm-hmm. that mission because I, I did not want the 18 plus missions. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Of course I did. Um, Turn off that when the game started up. Did, yeah. It gave you that warning. That game had that, that uh, like warning yeah. option. Yeah. You say yeah, quick, I think quick that was prayer. the only mission. Quick prayer, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. No, um, it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the highlight, the uh, no Russia, no Russian equivalent, I think, of, like, the the moment that everyone talked about in Mom for One is, I think, that ghillie suit mission, if we all remember what I'm talking about. Um, I would, I have a slight disagreement. I what do you, feel what like, would you say? I would say it's the nuke, because yeah. up to uh, this the nuke's point, good. up to this point, I feel moment. like all of the, like, you know, before... Modern Warfare original came out. A lot of right. FPS campaigns were just power fantasies. Um, yeah. And I think the reason that Modern Warfare has looked so fondly on is because it is, it's a modern warfare game where you are not the triumphant hero. At least not yeah. all the time. Yeah, I mean, even at... The, I've, I've, I've even hit the end. I'm, like, super close to the end. Um, but even, like... Uh, all of those missions, like Price is the badass, right? Like you, you're captain. You're not GI Joe, right? Yeah. You're fucking sewer rat or whatever one of the CD level characters is. Yeah. Um, but it's still really neat. Like it bounces back and forth pretty tightly, like on a on a timeline. Um, so you know you're you're tossing back between the SAS and the the USMC, and uh, yeah, all those scripted missions totally work. Um, and my 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 to my point by saying that is that everything else, not good. And that's just like, you know, I mean, it just ages and it's like NPC design, like not design, but like NPC. Uh, just like AI. Call AI, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's like, you know, artificial intelligence, not, not good. Very frustrating. You know, you get grenades tossed at you all the goddamn time. I would make the argument that AI's never been good in Call of Duty, and it's still not good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just... I. Closed close circle just because I've only played Marvel for one and two and I played them at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even like playing Timefall 2's campaign, which we'll talk about at some point in the couple next couple of weeks. Like, you know, the I, I, I not that the AI was impressive by any means, but at no moment did I stop and say like, "What the fuck, guys?" Yeah, you know, you didn't but see anybody Warfare, walking into a corner. Yeah, all the times <laughs> where they're just like. Hold this position and then run to this position and hold this position and get to point A and point B. It's like all that shit fucking blows. Like it is rough to get through. 
Um, but the, like I said, the scripted stuff kind of holds up, and you get there's a way more of it than I remembered, so that's kind of neat. Um, and then the third cliff note is uh, there's this mission, if you remember, where you're piloting like a uh, I don't know what you would call it. I want to say oh, it's called the, an AC-130. It is the AC-130. Oh, yeah, the big gunship. Yeah, the big gunship, right? And your your screen is, like, with the infrared, and it's, like, it's kind of, it's a it's a good mission, like, gameplay-wise, even though it's super, like, easy and, and, and weird. It's kind of cool to get that, you know, like, getting different layers of the military going on. But, oh, my God. Like, I didn't realize what what a fucking, like, liberal fucking pansy I became uh, until I played that mission. And the dudes are just like, "Oh, you got him!" Yeah, no, that's why. I... No, 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 no. That that was that was the beginning of the impression, Robert. Let me finish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, you got him! Oh, just kidding. He's still moving. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at those little pieces. That's a fucking direct quote, and it's just like there's so much shit where it's like, you know, and no other moment in the game it's like you celebrating after a kill. But because that is such a passive-ish kind of mission, they have more VO, and it's just like, yee, yikes. Dude, that entire Um, mission is such a good... That's like one of the best pieces of modern military satire that has ever come out in any media. I want to say it is parts of it satire, but it just does not... In the context of how seriously the game takes itself throughout... Um outside of that section it totally feels it's the only time i flinched you know thus far playing the campaign i don't know i feel like it's satirical like i don't think you don't need to take yourself like you don't need to be self-aware to be satirical i feel like the best satire takes itself completely seriously because it's meant to like in it's meant to camouflage itself as an actual piece of jingoistic bullshit yeah but the uh, no other section in the game feels satirical Uh, I'm, i'm with you in the sense of like good satire shouldn't feel like satire directly but i don't know feels... i feel like the entire plot is kind of satirical and just like the, again going back to the no, new like the, talk- the fact that you die because you're being super heroic it i mean is... i think it doesn't fe- that doesn't feel i mean i just played it i i, I want i i know you, you like why would you like i'm playing it because i need something that is mind-numbing right now but like it feels weird, and I, you know me, I'm I'm very unflinching generally when it comes to stuff like this, but uh, it something was weird. It was weird. The dialogue alone was just weird. I'll just I'll just throw that out there. I'm sure the game is not full serious, but you get to sections in that game where they, you know, like another way to interpret what you're just talking about, which is like you play as the UMC, and like maybe 75% through the campaign, a nuke goes off and you you die and you don't play as that character anymore. Um, and it shows you like KIA and sure. Like you could argue that it feel, it could be satirical because like you die because you were trying to save a fellow ally. But in another light, it's very easy to interpret it as like, Oh, like, you know, like it's praising, uh, like military heroics. And it's like, kind of poetic that he died like it doesn't feel satirical at all like i think marvel for two definitely has more moments like that where it's self-aware because it leans more into like fucking i don't know i think i think modern warfare 2 takes itself more seriously really i don't know man i i i I would love if if you find an excuse just play some of it just to see where you feel now but 
I I feel like so much of that game does not feel satirical at all. I don't know. I feel like Call of Duty's always been like, well, not always been. It's definitely not now, but when it was first designed and even up to Modern Warfare 4, it was very it very much had an anti-war message. And I think that's pretty evident in all of the quotes after you die because yeah. every quote up until Modern Warfare 2 yeah. was heavily anti-war. Yeah. No, I mean even that's totally right. There's a bunch of like there's a great Albert Einstein quote that stuck with me on there. Where it was like, as long as there are men, there will be war. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, uh, you know, I, I don't think it's pro-war. I don't think it's celebrating this shit. Um, man, you got me. You won. Checkmate, dude. I lost. <laughs> that was good. Good argument. I think the quotes are enough to to make that argument. Thank you. Um, wow. GG. You know me, dude. I, would, I wouldn't tell you you were right if I didn't think you were right. Yeah. GG. Checkmate. Checkmate. Um, any... Cassidy, how you feel about Modern Warfare? You played Modern Warfare ever? Uh, yeah, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I uh, I started it up with PS Plus. I think you both are giving it way, way, way too much credit, to be honest. I think that it's just like, hey, let's take some fucking soldiers and and let's have a war game. Disagree. And, and I think I think, I think, I think it's that's deeper about than it, that. Honestly, when you think about like, Espe- especially Call with the Duties. other one or with the with Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the original, like I think. I think when you look at where games writing was at at that point, like they did a great job. I think it's a good game, and I think it's a, a well-told story for a video game. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it does need that asterisk, and and I think you know some of the imagery that they use. Like I th- I do think that the AC one thirty mission is interesting because like that pretty much looks like you know what you see in like news footage of an AC one thirty. But yeah, I didn't I didn't think that they were telling you know or or going on some anti-war hey we're injecting you with this power fantasy but really we're taking the opposite side and and look at the destruction and mayhem you're causing like i didn't i didn't really get any of that i would make the argument that modern warfare is a better anti-war game than spec ops the line that seems like an insane thing to say to me yeah 100 percent. i'd probably fall somewhere in between cassidy and robert um, which is also where I probably fall politically, but mm. like, mm. oh, I'm a uh, dude. I have a tattoo of uh, Ocasio Cortez around my left shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! No, but like, uh, the, it, the the truth is somewhere in between, and I think that game should get more. Cr- I mean, I, I think that game gets enough credit. Let's that say game that. gets a ton of credit. I think yeah, it's a lot I of credit think- for the multiplayer, but I I would love to talk more about its campaign and the implications that it's like core design is and how the call of duty identity has transformed over the years because activision saw fucking cash cow with that franchise and how it lost its identity yeah i mean it was even just weird like let's let's walk out of like you know this the story and stuff but just it was it was weird that it felt weird to fucking shoot a real gun you know what i mean like that that that's that, that i had that moment at some point where i was like very early on, I was like, it's weird that, like, this is a real gun. And not weird in a bad way, but just like, man, that's where games are now, you know? Like, it's and just if you look at Call of Duty's trajectory alone, you know, you see it. But it's just crazy that, like, that was the peak, right? I think probably because of Call of Duty 4 and, and its success, like, you, you saw everyone being like, oh, like, we need to make, like, every quote-unquote realistic war game, right? And, like, you look at fucking Medal of Honor and uh, fucking not Band of Brothers, but there was that other shooter that 
rest in peace now. Brothers in Arms. Yeah, Brothers in Arms. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, Randy Pitcher. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it just it, that alone was kind of interesting just to see like, oh, I can't remember the last time like I shot in a game like not some fucking goofy ass futuristic weapon. Dude, Even though like Rainbow yeah, Six Timefall weapon. Well, yeah. Okay, checkmate <laughs> again. You know checkmate. what? Checkmate. Checkmate. But at least in the context of Call of Duty, it was it felt in, it was interesting just to be like, wow, I can't. I forgot how much of like this was FPSs. You know, like this was what everyone was aiming for. And when they started going in the futuristic direction, which is probably like what Black Ops. Two or three. Black o- I think Black Ops Two was the first futuristic one. Yeah, like it, it's just weird how now that's the norm. Like now, I feel like it would be a tough sell to say like we got the next Medal of Honor or the next like game in Afghanistan. You know, and it's just it's just interesting how you know not only like trends but also I think culture in general like would be less accepting of that. Um, rightfully so, probably. But uh, I just also saw uh, Gamer. Uh, the channel, but the A is a V, which is annoying to tell anyone because it's a great channel. But they did a great uh, video on, I think the game's called Last Day in Fallujah or 13 Oh, Days the canceled Fallujah. one? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like very much picking at that time period where like that was the hotness, right? Like make the most quote unquote realistic army bro shooter you can. And uh, very interesting just how that trend, you know, died out so hard and Call of Duty kind of led that charge. Um, but that's enough about Call of Duty. I don't want to talk about Call of Duty. I'm not wearing my sunglasses. Um, Andrew Street. Yes. Did you end up beating at least one run-through of Resident Evil 2? Yeah, I beat the Leon run-through. Okay, okay. So you went and with the I male did. protagonist. The white male protagonist? I did. All okay. right, can we talk about the PlayStation 5? I, I want to I talk... What's there to right. talk about? This it, We're 26 minutes... Uh, maybe... 30 minutes into the show because I was late. We were in no rush. Are we in a rush? Right. What time is it? 35. Okay. Oh, I was way off, Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy's so mad at me right now. He hates it when I wear my sunglasses. Um, I played the Resident Evil 2 DLC. Is that news, Sam? How was Wait, it? Wait, there's DLC? Sam, can I talk about it? I guess. So, yeah, there's DLC, Robert. <laughs> and, uh... It's free. I didn't pay for it. Nice. They have three campaign missions that I think if you played Resident Evil 2 are a must play. I was I was rocked, dude. I was blown away at the the quality and the the So they're called ghost stories, right? And they're like they start with like this quote where it's like this is what could have been if things ended up different, right? So they're not canon, which is very neat because it lets them be weird. And I've only played two of three of them, and I haven't beat either of them because they're so hard. And Robbie, let me tell you, and Andrew and Cassidy, I guess, you guys are Dark Souls fans? I think this DLC is for you. Can you parry? I, no, you can't parry. But but it's all about replaying the situation because all this all the situations are short like they're like probably speed run under 20 minutes right but like realistically probably closer to 30 ish um but it's cool because you're going room to room basically with a goal 
but there's new interesting things that they have just in this that aren't in the regular campaign. So, like, for example, maybe every room or every other room in the harder difficulties, there's, like, a little gumball machine where you go and you have three item options, but you can only pick one. So when you pick it, the, the gumball machine closes and you can't do anything else. So it's all about, like, and it's always the same enemies, the same patterns, everything's the same. So it's all about that repetition and, like, trying to learn it. And I kept playing the easiest one over and over again. I still haven't fucking beat it because it's so good and so hard. But I really think you guys would be into this if you were at all into Resident Evil 2 or at all are interested in, like, the idea of what I assume Dark Souls creates. Like, that feeling of, like, frustration. But, like, I must have said, like, okay, one more time, like, 20 times. And I still didn't beat it. It's um, free for everyone? Free for everyone, which is nuts. Like, this is quality content with, like, you know, each mission, like, has a goal, like, secret goals, right? Where it's, like, um, you know, do it without killing X amount of people or, or get X amount of headshots or whatever that you can't really see. But you'll get, like, new statues or new achievements or accessories for, like, that character. And each character is a completely new NPC one of them is the guy from the from Ken's gun shop with the daughter. I won't say anything else. One is a completely new like female character who's trying to save her boyfriend that has characters from the actual campaign. And one is an umbrella, or not an umbrella, but like a, a soldier. Um, so it's cool because you get different loadouts because of it and different situations. It's, it's legit mind-boggling that they gave this away for free. Which is probably the good move because I don't think they would have sold much if they did. Um, but I was blown away. There's multiple difficulties for each one. They have like high score charts where it's like timed. And I'm telling you, like I played the first, you know, let's say the first three rooms in the easiest difficulty multiple times. And they're not just rooms where you're like killing the zombies, but it's like risk and reward. It also introduces this new thing where like every now and then you'll see a zombie with a backpack. And if you kill that zombie you can go into his backpack and get extra supplies from it so it has so many cool elements from games that we like that like you know it has that survival aspect and that like like i said that like high score chasing like i think if sam came and gives it a shot he's gonna he's gonna fucking love it it i was i was blown away that it was like legit good and not some fucking bullshit just because it was free um so Andy, I know you have for RE2. Like I think you you should give one a shot. It's legit good. I was fucking shocked. It reminds me of how Prey added like a a rogue like sort of mode to but it. But that wasn't free. Like that wasn't free. Mm. Yeah, and there's like actual story. Like you try like you know I'll, I'll spoil the easiest one a little bit. Just the opening. You get this in a like short cutscene. But like it's the police chief, and it's like he kidnapped this woman. And then he's about to, like, stab her, but she stabs him. And then you just wake up, or not wake up, but you start with, like, the dead body on the ground. And then it's like, okay, get out of this room. Get out of the building. Walk through this parking garage. And then, holy shit, the next room is just like, oh, there's a bus there out in the open. And then 30 zombies poured out. And then I learned, like, oh, okay, so I want to make sure I grab the grenade two rooms back and make sure I don't use it or waste it in between. And you only get one knife, so that's, like, an easy, like, if you get attacked, you press space bar, right, or whatever the fuck, and you're able to counter it, but then your knife gets stuck in the zombie, 
but then you're pissed because you're like, oh, fuck, okay, this means I gotta kill the zombie because I wanna make sure I have my knife back for in case I fuck up later. And then you go into this basketball court and there's three liquors and all of a sudden it's a stealth mission. But then you need the key and the key's in one of the zombies with the backpack. So that means you need to engage that zombie. But if you engage him loud, like the liquors hear you, it's it's crazy. It's legit good and I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna play this more of this weekend. Um I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, I was I, I assumed it was gonna be not exciting. And I was I was surprised. Cassie, you look a little sad. Uh, do I? I'm just here. I'm just on the show, man. Yeah, look, I know you hate me, but you know what I know you love? What? What's up? Thank you for engaging. Uh, I think you love uh, challenges. Would I be right to say that? I suppose. What, what do you have in mind? So in front of me, I have a receipt from... Uh, what's your favorite video game store? <laughs> I I don't I don't even think I have one. Amazon, I guess. GameStop, power to the players. Okay. Support small business. I went to GameStop and sold one, two, three, four, five, six games and got ninety-seven dollars in store credit and seventy-five dollars in uh cash. I went to cash because I was like, whoa, that's a pretty penny. And or or it's or you don't give both. Okay, okay, that'd be okay. that'd be nuts. I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a little bit more if you do the store cash route, which I almost did because it was tempting. But uh, you know, seventy five dollars cash like for games I that were collecting dust. What are you gonna do? So, Cassidy. One, two, three, four, five. Pick a number one through five. Four. Four. I need you. This is this is gonna go into the trivia the trivia score situation. Alright, whoever's the closest to the game they get gets a point. Let's make it five points. Let's fuck no, let's <laughs> make it one. Let's make it one. Because then we we'll blow then then someone will blow out the competition. Cassidy, your game? Pokemon Soul Silver on the Nintendo DS. And in parentheses it says game only, because I did not have the box. <laughs> With that information, would you like to make a prediction for how much it was worth in cash or how much it was worth in store credit? Give me the credit. Credit. Okay. I got the number in my head now. What is your... We're going to go price is right rules, right? So oh. you go... you go. Or, no, that's not... Fuck price is right rules. Mm. That dude's going to die soon. Let's do closest period, right? So if you're over or under, it doesn't matter. But whoever has the least amount of spread gets the point. Does that make sense? Yes. Are you ready for my answer? I'm ready for your answer, sir. Uh, $13. $13, ladies and gentlemen. I'm writing credit. that down. Yeah. This is for store credit? Yeah. Yeah. You, I'll, I'll let you guys have that choice. Um, Andrew, one through five. $30. No, no, you, Can I say that? No. What do I have to say? You get a different game because there's five games, so it's perfect. Oh, I knew Pokemon, or at least I think I know it. Let me tell you, you were wrong. Um, now, one through five and minus four. Two. One. One. Andrew, how much do you think I got? 
for a PS4 copy of The Last of Us Remastered? Do you want to go store credit or uh, cash? Store credit. Okay. What are you going to go for? What's your guess? Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Robert. Mm. Two three. Give me four, two uh, three five. Give me five. Five. Pokemon White version two on DS. The fuck. There's a two. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's really good. Uh, I'm gonna go for cash, and I'm gonna guess uh seven dollars and fourteen cents. Wow, you're going very specific. Oh, I yeah. love that. I think that shows courage and bravery, <laughs> which are synonyms. Uh, <laughs> Sam, you have the choice between game number two and game number three. Two. And let's say well, one, two, three, because there's going to be an, an extra game, obviously. So you one, two, three, pick a number. Two. Two. Man, we're going through all the Pokemon games I traded. Pokemon, okay, let's go three. Pikachu. No, you said you said two. Let's go Pikachu. Yeah, that's for the Switch. Now you got an interesting one because this is the most recent game on this list. Mm, Twenty-two dollars. Are you going cash or credit? Credit. Credit. Twenty-two dollars. Now, Cassidy, just because I know you hate me, I'm gonna give you an opportunity at a second <laughs> game. One or two? Uh, two. Two. Street Fighter Five on PS4. Oh, I, I have to go again. You get to go again, you motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, I, uh, I give me the credit. Give me seven bucks. Seven dollars. Cassidy hates this game. That might be generous. Andrew, <laughs> uh, we're all going again. No, just you. You get the last Th- game. Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown, a game I didn't beat. Robert, it got bad. Oh, that's so sad to hear. Yeah, that fucking Sandstorm mission is fucking horseshit. Dude, One just... of the worst campaign missions I've ever fucking played in my no, life. No, you just gotta power through. It's just like a Resident Evil 2 DLC mission. Mm-hmm. Now, well, that, see, that was DLC. That was optional. This was not optional. Once you know where all the fucking enemies are. Cash or credit, Andrew? Uh, Cash. Or credit. Credit, credit. Okay, what are you doing? Uh... Okay. Great job, everybody. I want to say everyone had a great, great prediction, except Cassidy, who had one bad one and one perfect one. (laughs) Let's say that. Not perfect, but good enough. Andrew, you said The Last of Us Remastered, right? Yes. You said $3.99. $4. Let's round up. I got $7 for that. No points. Bargain. No points. Ace Combat Sky is a known. That was also you. Right? Yes. You said $18. I got $20 for that. I'll give you a point. That was pretty good. Good guess. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Sam Atherton. That was you. Mm-hmm. You said 22 22 bucks. For I got credit. 30 for that, dude. Damn. Damn. Yeah, I was, I, 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 you know, thinking about it, that's probably a game that doesn't get traded in as often. Um, probably sold a lot of digital copies too. I'll give you half a point for that. Thanks. Street Fighter Five. Who was that? That was Kaz. That was me. 
Now, uh, you guessed $7, Cassidy. Yes. What if I told you I got exactly $7 for that? I would believe that. That feels right. Yeah. You yeah get... I guess 75 cents. <laughs> no, it literally exactly $7. You get two points. Thank you. Cassidy, I think you also did Pokemon Soul Silver. Yes, I did. Which apparently was... was bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You... Which one did Soul Silver? Who did White Version 2? I, I did, did Soul Silver. Okay, okay, okay. Pokemon Soul Silver, game only. You guessed $13. I got $21. What the fuck? Yeah, I was. It's like the most sought after uh, Pokemon. <laughs> what? Re- why? Fake game. I didn't even have the little pedometer. That game came with the Everybody pedometer? What the fuck? You don't remember the pedometer, the dude? Poke no. Walker. Yeah, Poke the Poke Walker. Walker. It was literally. It was a pedometer. Mixed with a Tamagotchi. I mean, I wish. Also a great game. I wouldn't have sold that shit. Uh, so I'm going to give you no points for that, but you got two points for a perfect guess. Thank you. So I think that's pretty fair. And then, and- or Robert, white version two. Yeah. You said 714. Yeah. Robert, what if I told you that this game gave me 750? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what a great guess, boy. Ballin'. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give you plus one. I'll tally those up later. Thank you for joining us on this segment. I think the Power message of the this segment is we're all gamers. Brought Perhaps you by the, GameStop. the easiest to follow game <laughs> on, on the show. <laughs> Thanks, Drew Carey. Uh, Robert, you didn't play anything, did you? No, I've just been playing Sekiro. I knew it. I saw it. I saw into the future, Fuck and yeah. I noticed you didn't play Fuck anything. Yeah, did. That's just how well I know you. Dude, Sekiro's just that good of a game. Yeah, it is a good game. Uh, I wish I was good at it. Hey, me know. fucking too. Did anyone beat uh, the Monkey King yet? Oh, yeah. Did you beat him the second time? Yeah, when there's fucking... T- oh, wait, hang on. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. If you watch the donkey video, I guess. I get, yeah, if you watch the donkey video, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, I thought... I oh, you're talking about to that second that time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, never mind. Then I didn't spoil... I didn't spoil anything. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sam. Yeah. You want to talk about PS5 or Smash 3.0? I want to talk about PS5. PlayStation fucking 5, or as we anticipated it'll be named. They fucking stealth dropped that shit 5 a.m. on a goddamn Tuesday. I mean, they didn't, they, they barely dropped anything. I mean, I think it's pretty big to come out and say, like, it's going to have an SSD... It's gonna use like a uh, the. It's gonna use that AMD card. It's gonna support ray tracing, 8K video output. I mean, this is all stuff that I feel like we all knew about the next gen in general. But I mean, like, you know, what are the chances that any of this actually happens? Because like ray tracing right now is like the the what is it the uh, uh it's the Nvidia Nvidia T series cards. Like the yeah 2080 whatever, and that shit's like. Two grand. No, the ray tracing is supported on the 2060 through the 2080. So, like, they have mid-range cards that support it as well. It would be it would be wild to me. It would be wild to me if they put these specs out here, thinking that there wasn't a chance that they were going to be able to hit this. Yeah, like like to me to me now that it's out there, it's confirmed. One hundred percent. They absolutely cannot go back on that at this point. Cassidy understands. Also, Nvidia (laughs) upcharges the fuck out of like they sell those their cards at a huge margin. So I'm sure that yeah. the console manufacturers are able to get these at, you know, proper market price. 
Um, also, they're going with AMD. Ray tracing isn't. I don't think. It, yeah, it, it's not like Nvidia physics. It's just. It's just mm-hmm. a rendering technique. Um, but I'm. I'm excited for next gen to have ray tracing support because I think on PC it's a fucking trash fire right now and it's a huge resource hog. But once it goes mainstream and these AAA developers start implementing it um, on a much wider scale. I think that it's going to look so much better. Game is going to look so good in the next couple of years. I can't wait. Yeah, I have two questions. To see... Sorry, go ahead, Sam. It was interesting to see what he said about how the ray tracing affects like things other than the like just like the way things look. It's like how it affects sound and, you know, like what what does that do to a stealth game if like the sound can more accurately bounce off surfaces, you know, giving us a more like realistic experience. I'm a curious to see how that works yeah i feel like that's just marketing speak though i don't think that anything that's true. <laughs> like the sound can be improved but my problem is or my my theory is i don't think enough people have the sound equipment to utilize like a soundscape that detailed because most which is people, why i think yeah. he, he very much said headphones <laughs> you know like the, yeah but even then like yeah, you're not going to design a game around mm-hmm. soundscapes that requires users to use headphones like the only game that's I just, come out recently is probably like hellblade I could see more though, like uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I think like the the idea of like uh, headphones being the norm is very tough, but uh, I I do think like they're they're if if they said it, there's gotta be like them also pushing the con- like even just stereo, right? Even just making sure it's not like mono out of two fucking speakers uh, is probably a thing. Like it doesn't see like even that alone, if that was like a a, not a norm, but something they pushed. Um, it'd be interesting because I, I didn't even really think about it until you said it. But he's uh, uh, what was it, Mark Cerny? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yes. think even uh, him saying the 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 audio thing was interesting. Just like that is true. Like because of how good and easy to compress audio is, we haven't had you know like there's a whole fucking 8D audio meme, but like we haven't really had like evolutions in audio the way like you know we have had in video not that we're about to see it but um you know it was the first time i thought about fucking audio and video games in a long time is there even a chance that this is called anything other than playstation 5 i don't think so yeah i think five is not a weird number i think six you get a problem but five still kind of a a round happy number for everyone what do you think price point 500 this this feels like a 500 dollars machine to me yeah yeah, four four bills minimum, obviously, right? That's the new norm, I think. Um, but if honestly, I think Xbox goes the same price too. No, I think Xbox undercuts them this generation. You know, With, I, I, in what way though? Like, do they not have the same specs? I'm not. I'm not positive Xbox is going to have a solid state. Yeah, and I I'm mean, also not no positive details. Xbox is trying to compete. With PlayStation at this point, I think Xbox. With how everything is on PC. Why would they a compete that hard? And apart, like I feel out of the two now, it's very obvious because we have the PlayStation info. I feel like Xbox might not even go for full on sequel, quote unquote. Right? Like I think there's a chance like they might go more iteration. Like give me another all digital box, or give me another mm. like X, Y, and Z hardware update. But like. I can see them since soft since they don't have the software to pull or, or or ask for that much at the moment. 
Um, if they're releasing anytime soon, I could totally see like a new box. But I think Cass is right in that SSD is not a guarantee. Because I think we were all shocked by that. I was I was surprised to see that PlayStation Five would have an SSD baked in. Like it, it makes honestly, sense to me, but it, I was still surprised. I yeah. think at this point it's a detractor to not have an SSD in your console. Yeah, I think that's a negative thing. I think all the next gen consoles are gonna have SSDs. Like flash memory is the future. Hard drives are dead. I'm curious to see how like if what Mark Cerny ends up being what he said about SSDs and how this is gonna change the way we play games and it's gonna change the fundamentals of game design because of how quick it loads. Um, one, I think that's bullshit, but two, if that ends up being true, I wonder how that'll affect game design on a multi-platform scale, because if the PS5 is the only one with an SSD, what are you going to do for game designs that require load speeds that quick, but are also multi-platform? Well, and what do you, I mean, with, with these ballooning, like, game files, that's, that's the other thing to me, is like, okay, is it a detractor if the new Xbox doesn't have an SSD? Yeah, probably. But is it also a detractor if the basic SSD that comes in a PS5 is like 128 gigs? Yeah. Like that's a fucking problem. Because solid state, you know, even even at a commercial rate, is significantly more expensive than, you know, we're fucking spinning plates. Yeah. So I, I wonder how they will strike that balance between, yes, it's an increased cost to have an SSD. And we have to keep that cost down by, you know, not every machine is going to have a two terabyte SSD. Like, it's just fucking not. And if yeah. you look at how Xbox is moving forward, at least today, with something like Xbox Game Pass, where you're not streaming the game, you're downloading the game, like, it it would be a real kind of foot-in-mouth moment to me if they said, yeah, it's an SSD, and yeah, it's only 250 gigs, but, you know, you can plug in an external or you can do this and that, when a single game is like 100 gigs, right? Yeah, I think because of that, first of all, Cassidy, great construction of words thanks i think that was a great great point um i and I, I i couldn't agree more and i think i think the interesting thing too would be i mean gigabyte wise i think the smallest ps4 ever was 500 right yeah that was the base yeah so if they're upcharging a hundred dollars and they're getting you know like obviously like the manufacturing costs down because they're doing bulk situations i can't imagine anything close to 250 on the low end you know i thought cerny said in the interview that it was a one terabyte ssd was standard i mean i if that's the the case then it's it's that feels like a 500 machine that's only like 10 games yeah Right, but it's but I mean even then though like that's only ten games on a five hundred gigabyte PlayStation, if that. No, right? ten games on a tear. What do you mean, like on a PlayStation Four? If the base the base equivalent now is five hundred gigs, yeah, that's like ten games. If most of them are kind of smaller, medium size, right? Like Red Dead is ninety nine gigs. So, yeah, I mean if the equivalent then is a terabyte as the base i think no problem right i think that's totally fair and in 500 obviously like a lot of money but the ssd like i mean just from my you know like fucking dumb brain to lizard brain ass fucking knowledge like having an having my fucking hard drive on an ssd on my pc game changer like i feel it i notice it so he talks about that in the in the inner in the thing yeah he like goes into about like the SSD technology that they're talking about is a little bit different. A lot of that is marketing speak, I think. But, like, he does talk about, like, you know, 
splash storage getting better, the differences in like bandwidth and write and read speeds. Um, the one thing I, I do want to say, because I feel like it would, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. Uh, I do enjoy Sony's uh, – they do this every single time they announce hardware is the fact that they ju- they literally just bring out Mark Cerny for this. Yeah. You never hear from Mark Cerny unless it's announcing now. Yeah. <laughs> but you never hear from him until it's like he comes out and he's like, yeah, this is what the architecture looks like. I mean, it was the same thing. PS4 he's an Pro. architect though, right? Yeah, like, he's he the guy is. who designs everything. Yeah, yeah. so it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense when he's also the guy announcing Neck. Right? It's just funny to me that like you never hear from him, and then they're like, bring him out. It's time to announce the new hardware. Yeah. He's definitely not a yeah. stage presence. Yeah. No, people were pissed when he hosted that uh, <laughs> PS Pro event. Yeah. Because oh, he's very calm talking. Well, yeah, not he's a very definitely good not event. a hype man. Yeah. No. But he's good. I mean, wasn't he's a good, good at his job. Begin with, you know? but... Look at the PS4. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he makes good shit. He's just... You know, it is nice, though, that they let him, like, go out there and talk about the shit that he pours, like, his dedication yeah. into. Yeah. I'm, I'm all into this. As much as I love a good conference and a good hype cycle and a good everything, I've been saying this for, like, a year at this point, but, like, a year on the record at least, like, I'm okay with all with this shift. Like, fuck the, the commitment to June. Like, I am all about... Just streamline the message however you think will be most efficient. And I think this is the most efficient way. Like, sure, like, you get the hype of E3, but then you got everyone else competing for attention as well. And I am, I mean, it's great for the show, even. Just to think about that. Like, it's great for the show that we're talking about this now, and then we get to talk about Xbox a couple months later. And we get to compare them just because we have the actual information instead of trying to cram everything in in one week or one weekend. So... I mean, in general, that's why I've just been, you know, like, Nintendo Directs, great. Fucking, like, uh, this Playsta- the PlayStation Directs now, fucking great. Like, I'm I'm all for this general shift in marketing trends that we're seeing with video games right now. Like, this is better. This is healthier, probably, for everyone, consumers and developers. And, uh, I don't know, how does everyone else feel about that? Nah, give me the hype cycle. I mean, I, I have yeah. no problem with, you know, PlayStation announcing on their own time, but I still felt like this was a really fucking weird way to do it, to just, like, put out an interview with, what, The Verge? Yeah, or I think it was that, Wired. Wired. Wired, okay. Wired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that seems weird to me. It's like, pr- produce a little video. Produce, yeah. you know, record Mark Cerny saying some cool shit and put that out as a link. And like, you can even do, like, they could have just held their own, like, they did this for the Xbox and the, like, the last generation announcements. They had their own conferences at their own time. Like, they didn't announce yeah. these consoles at E3, but it's still, like, I'm down with you that. have so, like have some prestige when you do it. This just feels like they're just fucking throwing it out there. I mean, but this Rob, makes me think that Xbox is gonna say something at E3. Oh, yeah, I think we're gonna get a and lot of it, Yeah. We're gonna get hardware. And so, like, I think this is them not wanting to seem reactionary. Like, they probably see, okay, Microsoft says some shit at, at uh, you know, at E3. Nintendo maybe says something about their shit. Not that it's, like, a next-gen console, but still new hardware. Yeah. And so instead of being the guys that are like, we didn't go to E3, and now we're going to fucking drop some shit in reactionary format. Like, I guess maybe this is them saying, like, oh, well, we put our info out first. So it's out there. Everyone knows about it. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely undercutting, and it. I think it's smart in the sense that, like, you know, Robbie, Andrew, Cass, Sam, like, think of, like, the biggest gamer 
in your group of friends that isn't, you know, watching the news and shit, they probably don't even know this happened. You know, I think about my brother. My brother, no clue this happened, probably, you know. So I think it's smart to get this out there now for the people like us that would be bitching and moaning about all this stuff to begin with. And then later have the video that regurgitates a lot of this shit, you know, or the presentation that regurgitates a lot of this shit. But, you know, you don't get to have, you know, like this conversation kind of situation that Wired framed with their article that like, you know, here are the details here are here. It is in a candid way, like get excited about it momentarily. I guarantee we don't hear about this for the next three months again. Right. Um, but I, I think that's an important thing to remember about whatever media or art form we're talking about. Like there are two different groups, if not more like the one that's like nitpicky, like us, that's like looking at all this shit. That's like, on Reddit, making sure there's not a new Reddit, like a Nintendo Direct, even though Andrew didn't know about the Persona one for multiple minutes. Um, versus the people that don't hear about this shit. Like, I, I still think you can you can accomplish that message and you can stick to that cadence in a more interesting way than what they did. They can still send probably. a message to the, you know, quote unquote, yeah. true gamers that is all spec focused and everything that would have been more effective and more impactful than... An interview. What, is, what with, is that version to you ideally? Then put put out a put out a ninety second video that says, "Yep, PS Five is coming. Yep, it's going to have an SSD. Nope, we don't have a release date yet. Yep, it's going to have eight K. It's going to be fucking great. We have more to say later. Like if if that's the point, how is that better than the article though? Like it, I feel like that's an equivalent. You can ignore the article. I do feel like it has a bit more hype to it. Yeah, there, there's uh, somebody said it earlier. There's absolutely no prestige to yeah. Mark Cerny talked to some Wired reporter. Like if if they announced the new Xbox as a Kotaku interview, like we would all rip that as like that was fucking weird. Oh, yeah, I, I personally wouldn't, but I get the argument. I think it's a fair argument for sure. I don't. I don't believe that statement I, at all. You would I, definitely rip that. <laughs> no. No, no shit. I mean, no if, shit. If, the, if the PlayStation <laughs> thing happened on Kotaku, Kotaku versus Wired is the same goddamn thing in my head. I agree. Like, That's not the argument, the though. It's not, Kotaku, that, it's not Kotaku versus Wired. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. If, if, if Microsoft was, like, on Wired saying the exact same specs that PlayStation had, that, that would be news. We'd be talking about it right now in the same level of excitement. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally not saying it's not news, but I'm saying if, if I'm PlayStation... And I'm saying, hey, this is the first time that we are going to confirm anything about the PlayStation 5. Announcing it via an article with a tech blog seems like a really fucking odd route to go. I'm not controlling yeah. my own message. I'm not That's like fair. I'm not I'm not uh, checking a lot of boxes like I totally yeah. have the conversation myself, which is great. But we can do that in another format. And I'm getting my message out before Xbox, which is great. But I can do that in another format. Like, it just seemed like a weird communication vehicle to, yeah. to plant your flag I get, in. That's I, all I, 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 I want to say. I they also, argument. they also like, there was a negative portion of this, too, because there was segments of that interview that were unaired. And the journalist who put it out, like, he was like, just for some context, here's, like, portions that didn't make the article. And that's where the whole, like, this is going to be a premium console type of thing came from. Some of the pricing. Like if they, yeah. yeah, if they controlled their message, this wouldn't be a conversation, probably, as much as it is leading into it. Like, this yeah, is, that's I mean, a negative portion of the conversation. It just seemed I weird. I'm not, I'm not even trying to be a hater. It just seemed like a weird route. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't, think you're, I, don't, 
Yeah, yeah. Spe- yeah. like you have a you have an established vehicle for that now. Hey, we're doing these Sony Directs or whatever they're called. Awesome. Bring bring Cerny yeah. out. Spend twenty minutes in a direct. Yeah, I, I I totally think all of you are are right. It's it's objectively weird, but I wonder if the reasoning, like from not not the justification, but if the reasoning is Wired looks better for investors than a PlayStation blog. You know, like a PlayStation blog probably doesn't get picked up. A PlayStation YouTube video probably doesn't get picked up as much as a Wired article. No, that's so definitely... So when you think about Mark... I was going to... I feel like PlayStation what? Media gets picked up even more so than, like, no, this. No, no way, Dude, absolutely. Dude. Whenever they it make massive so, no, announcements... You're you, crazy. No, there are so many... You have Kotaku, you have all these multiple channels just retweeting the same message that PlayStation put out and control. Right, but Kotaku is not for the regular people, Robert. That's my... That's what I'm saying. Kotaku is I don't think Wired is either. Yeah. Your, your, your Wired brother that doesn't know so about the by, PS5, like, isn't a by, Wired subscriber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trifold. Tri- Trifold wire pe- wired penetrates the media more than Kotaku. I strongly like dis- well with are, yeah with, with, with Kotaku with Kotaku with that's fine. I thought you were going to say with yeah. some PlayStation thing, but honestly, like no no no. If Even I if I'm someone who gives though. half a shit about PlayStation, something coming from Sony is going to carry more weight than something coming from Wired. Yeah. Also, you right, think Wired CNN wouldn't retweet do... like they wouldn't echo out whatever Sony puts out? Like Wired does that all the time. Every news article, every news outlet does that. Yeah, but think about like people at regular publications that aren't video game based. Wired, they know. Kotaku, they know. US.playstation.blog.com, they don't know. But like if that was their I, I goal, really why didn't they go to like true. why didn't they go to Wall Street Journal or I like, think that's that's probably better, but Wired is probably a nice in between that appeases you know, the the fucking reset era, fucking Reddit, fucking Twitter community, and also appeases investors. Like, I, I, I agree with you guys in the sense that, like, it w- I would have preferred them controlling the message. I would have preferred a video or whatever now, the fuck. If you're an investor, you're probably paying attention to those channels like Kotaku. Like, think about how no sweaty. Way, Are you kidding? You don't think that the investors got sweaty when, like, the Kotaku Bioware piece came out about EA? Like no, negative, not, negative I mean, press maybe, from the maybe, gaming in, like the gaming journalism industry. You're going from software to hardware, though. That's not even a fair comparison. It's all games media. It's all games journalism. It's not. But who? What is games media? That's such a small bubble in entertainment media, and then that bubble is then in media media. Who's buying a PS5 like, the, that's not in the gaming? That's not the point. The point is to get to the people that don't buy PS5s. Why didn't they get Candace Owens to go on we Fox were... and Friends and be like, yo, PS5 That's is here, effective. motherfuckers. God. That's literally more effective, right? Like Ocasio-Cortez not... exactly. announces yeah. PS5 specs. Yeah, like that's the that I think that's the difference. Is like you're not trying to get us. We're going to buy the PS5 no matter what. You're trying to get the fucking people in the middle or the people on the other side. Nobody's going to see a wired article with the PS5 specs that have no actual details and then be like Oh, I'm converted. What, now. Okay, they, there's details, Robert. Don't yeah, the details fucking... are an All right, SSD. We're, we're arguing All right, let's semantics. fucking wrap it up. I'll get out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Gone Gold, the goldest podcast on the internet. We've been your crew, starting with you know him well. You can follow him on Twitter, Cassidy Sergeant. Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me at Sergeant Cass, or don't. You can f- follow Elmer Guardado at. 
You can follow me on at Elmer Does. Robert Mackey. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Robert Jr. Jr. Sam Atherton. Catch me on Instagram, Sam period in period Japan. You can follow me at Street Super with one R. You can follow the show at Awk Pause. Listen to the main show. Buy that merch. Buy that Isabel Gone Gold shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next time. Oh, <laughs>